Hello, my fellow seasoned athletes, and welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. The Seasoned Athlete Podcast is your home for stories, inspiration, motivation, training tips, and more directly from elite athletes from a wide variety of sports who all share one common bond. They are all over 40 years old. We're here to prove one story at a time that age doesn't have to prevent you from achieving your bold athletic and fitness goals. You can learn more about this podcast at seasonedathlete.me. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe, share with everyone you know, and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. And now, on with the show. Welcome to episode two of the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Today, I'm talking to triathlete turned Spartan Race Pro Team member, Heather Golnick. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Awesome. Are you ready to drop some seasoned athlete knowledge on our listeners today? You bet I am. I love it. You are Heather Golnick, athlete, coach, wife, and mother, currently hailing from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. From 2002 to 2012, you competed as a professional triathlete, specializing in the Ironman distance. You're a five-time Ironman triathlon champion, and you held the title of top U.S. iron distance triathlete from 2004 to 2007. More recently, you've been making a name for yourself on the Spartan race circuit, including winning the 2016 Spartan Masters World Championship and earning a spot as one of the oldest members of the 2017 Spartan race pro team. And we'll get to see you soon competing as an elite coach and team captain on the second season of the Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge on NBC. Is there anything vital personally, professionally, or from your athletic life that you'd like to take a moment to fill in? Well, thank you for the great introduction. And for those who don't know, when you said a Masters World Champion, sometimes people don't know what that means. And Masters basically is just a category for those racing that are over 40. I'm so glad you clarified that because I'm so used to thinking in the master's world as an over 40 athlete myself that sometimes I forget to explain that. So thank you so much for that clarification. And speaking of, that leads us to my next question. So from here, I'm going to ask the big question that I ask all my guests, and that is, what is your age at this moment in time? I am 47 years young. <laughs> I love it. Yes, forever young, especially when you stay athletic. So let's go back in time a little bit, start from the beginning. When did you start playing sports and what did your early athletic life look like? So I was one of those like hyperactive kids. So my mom just put me in sport after sport after sport to try to like get some of my energy out. So I did everything as a kid from gymnastics to baton twirling to, you know, anything she could find that I could go to right after one lesson to the next lesson, she would pretty much put me into it. Uh, but I was pretty serious about gymnastics, and I actually ended up getting a scholarship and doing gymnastics at Valparaiso University in Indiana. So, uh, and how long did you continue in gymnastics? So I did gymnastics um, all through junior high, high school, and through college. And then once I was done with college, I actually pretty much stopped athletics. And I was studying um, corporate fitness, and I was working at a General Electric Corporate Fitness Center. And they just happened to be putting on a triathlon. And as an employee, we all had to get involved. And I was so in love with the idea of doing three different sports and how you put it all together and ended up doing this triathlon. And 
realizing like I'm hooked. This is so fun. What is it about triathlons that hooked you that made you fall in love? Well, first of all, it was just getting back to competition. So as a gymnast, I was a you know competitive individual. And so getting that competitive fire back was one thing. And then I love the idea of three different sports because swimming is a little more upper body and core. Cycling is a lot of legs, you know, running is kind of all of it. And so three different sports and then the combination of those sports and how they get put together, how the training, it just fascinated me. And I started doing more and more. And then I just, I started doing good in my age group. I started winning some triathlons. And after a while, my husband and I were like, you know, you, you could be really good at this. And I have a, a lot of friends and coaches telling me that I should turn professional for triathlon. When did that happen? When were, when did you start working towards becoming a professional triathlete? Right when I was starting, people starting to say this, I got pregnant and we had twins. So it did happen for quite a few years after I initially thought that it would be something I would be good at. And then probably not till a good year after we had our twins did I start doing triathlon again. And it wasn't until after we had our third that I was like, really back in it. And so in 2002, I actually got my professional racing card, um, which sounded crazy because I had three kids. Were your kids fairly young at the time? Uh, yes, my kids were fairly young, but it was something my husband and I had decided, let's just go for it for one year and see how it goes. And after a decade of, of racing professionally, obviously it, it went pretty well. How did that one year go for you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, in that first year, I actually won an Ironman. So I won Ironman Wisconsin was my first Ironman win. And because of that, I got a lot of sponsors. And then we just kind of rolled right into the next year doing it. And uh, eventually it was something that I was doing. I was making a living doing. My husband left his job and he was handling the sponsorships and and whatnot. And it was something that was, was great for the whole family. I love that it was a whole family affair because I've talked to several triathletes and I've heard about how demanding it can be time-wise. And so having, having your husband play such a big role in it and having your whole family involved, I imagine makes it a lot easier and a lot more helpful to make this happen, especially at the level you were doing. Well, and I must say at this level, in a sense, it was easier because a lot of age group athletes, they still work full time. And then they try to squeeze it in training in the morning, training in the evening. At least for me, it had become my profession. And so if the kids were at school, I had all day to train while they were at school. So I could, you know, make their lunches and be mommy in the morning, take them to school. And then I had, you know, seven hours and then I would pick them up and I could play with them and be with them. And so it really was actually probably easier than for somebody that was trying to work full time and fit it in. Sure. Now you spent a lot of time in this 10 year career, really focusing on that Ironman distance, right? Yes. So what was it about the Ironman distance that really appealed to you and excited you? Well, I'm not super fast, but I have a ton of endurance. And so I loved that long day out there. And I used to joke with my friends that also had kids like, Hey, I get, you know, nine hours to myself when I'm doing an Ironman, nobody needs me. No one wants anything. I don't have to make anybody dinner, you know, 
And so it, it was a joke. Yeah, I'm bet it, but in like in a weird way, they were probably kind of jealous, right? Yeah, and it was it was just I liked the time. I loved the time with my family, but I loved that time where I could still be me and be doing something um, that I had a passion for. Yeah, and I know a lot of mothers really fight for that that me time, as it were, because so much of their time really belongs to family and, and for a lot of people career as well, that is not necessarily, you know, an athletic career. So finding that time to yourself is, is a challenge for many. So it's really great that you were able to find this thing that you love so much that you were able to earn a living doing and you got all that time for yourself. Right, for sure. So you spent a decade traveling the world as a professional multi-sport athlete. Do you have a race, event, or experience that stands out as your favorite? I would say the one that stands out to me the most was my first Ironman win. One reason because it was your first, which is always so special, but primarily because I was an underdog. No one expected me to win. We lived in Wisconsin and my family was there. And at the time, my daughter Jordan was in a wheelchair. She has cerebral palsy. And I swam my heart out. I biked my heart out. And I got off the bike after uh, 112 miles. And I was like, there is no way I can run a marathon. Like I could barely walk. And I started walking the course and I was pretty much in my mind planning where I was going to walk off the course and like quit. And then I see my little sweetheart in her wheelchair, like, go mommy, go mommy. And she's cheering. And I'm like, okay, I can't walk off here. (laughs) And then as I like pass them, I'm like, she would give anything to walk a marathon. Just keep walking. Don't be a quitter. What kind of example is that? And after I walked a while, my legs felt great. You know, they loosened up. I got in some electrolytes and I felt great. And I started running. I started passing people. And I ended up winning the Ironman. And so it was It was also like, because it was my first one, but I vividly remember, you know, wanting to quit and just how so many times in life we want to give up and that if you stick to it, great things will happen, whether it's in your marriage or in your career, in anything. That's so true. And it's such a great lesson and so neat that you got to experience that through your daughter on the course, that that was sort of the trigger for that happening. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love that. I love that story. And, and, and all of these races and life events, just remembering to stick with it and keep moving forward one step at a time. Yep. So how and when did you find your way into Spartan racing? Wow. So my friend from college, her name is Suzanne Himska, and we were on a gymnastics team together in college. She started doing Spartan races and Ninja and she's amazing at it. And she kept asking me to do it. And I kept saying, no, like, Hey, come do this mud run. I'm like, nah, that doesn't sound fun. I don't want to get hurt. And so eventually um, she got me to do the NBC season one show with them. And I, I was like, this is so fun. Like, I'm not going to get hurt. This is challenging. And, and it was, um, I think because, it was challenging and it was a new challenge where I had felt like I'd done everything I could do in the triathlon world, that it really was exciting. And and I loved the different training and uh, did my first race in January, you know, just over a year ago. So that that was January of 2016? Yeah. Oh, wow. You started after I did. (laughs) And I can tell you a very funny story. So someone told me that I should sign up elite for my first race, even though I couldn't do the obstacles, but because I was a good runner and that there was a lot of running. And so we're standing there checking out the course 
And this other couple was talking to us and he's like, Oh, what time are you racing? I'm like, Oh, I signed up a lead. He's like, Oh, that's ambitious. And I'm like, yeah, but this course doesn't really look that hard. And I was like looking at it and it was like the orange barricades and the orange, you know, tape. And he's like, do you know that orange signifies kids course? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, no wonder why it looked like I could do it. No problem. Right. I want to race elite in the kids course. I'd kill it. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. And I also love that your introduction to Spartan race, which has become sort of a new career for you was through the TV show was through Spartan ultimate team challenge. That was your first time doing anything Spartan related was on that TV show. Yeah. I did not know that about yeah. you and I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> and, and it's, it's sort of in line. It's interesting because the athletes that I, that I started talking to, um, a lot of them, it's like, I should try running. So I'm going to run a marathon or I should try a triathlon. So I'm going to do an Ironman, like this mentality of, I'll try this thing. So I'll do the TV show. Like it's never like baby steps. It's always just like, let's do this. Yep. It's, there's a, there's a certain personality. And I also want to give a shout out to Suzanne Hinka because I've met her. We spent a day uh, volunteering at a Spartan race. So we have this little, little connection. And she told me that she, she actually had told me that she brought you into Spartan racing. So I think that's so cool that, that she brought you through the show and then that that got you so excited that you got into actually racing and it's really turning into something for you. Yes, for sure. What is it about the Spartan race that has you excited at this time of your life? Well, number one, I love it that they, they have a master's category because honestly, you know, feeling at 27 that you're competing with a 47 year old or vice versa, it, they're going to be faster, you know, no matter how much you train and how smart you train you're not the same as, or at least I'm not the same as I was when I was 27. And I just love it that it's a new challenge. Like this weekend I raced in Montana and I was so excited because it was raining and everyone thought that was very strange, but I had not done the obstacles in the rain. And last year at this time, I barely could get through the course when it was dry, you know, doing 180 burpees, you know, 120, 90, you know, and I made all the obstacles, except I still missed my spear both days. And so I'm still intrigued and challenged. Like, I got to go practice and practice and practice. Uh, I never did a sport that involves throwing or, you know, ball sport. And so I still have a lot to work at, but I still am seeing lots of gains. And I think that's what keeps you interested is when you are seeing improvement in your strength or your grip strength or your speed or um, your throws. And so that constant hard work paying off and seeing that improvement is definitely keeping me motivated. That's actually very similar to what I tell people about what excites me about Spartan Race is kind of the capacity to learn. So you go through it and you struggle with certain things and you're definitely challenging your body in just a multitude of ways. But so you may come at it and it's like, I'm terrible at this thing. I'm good at this thing. But then at the next race, if you practice, it's like, oh, I can get this thing now. But then they threw this new obstacle at me that I've never seen before. Um, So there's just this constant ability to grow and learn as you continue to do it so that you can track how much better you're getting. And that's that's what excites me. And it sounds like it's similar to you. So now that we're getting into Spartan Race, it occurs to me that some people might not know what a Spartan race is, would you be able to explain a little bit about what is a Spartan race? So first of all, you tell people, you know, it's basically obstacle course racing. And so it's trail running 
and obstacles, and the obstacles are heavy carries, so carrying buckets of rocks and sandbags, and it's grip strength, and it's uh, jumping over walls, um, going through mud and water, and so it tests your your fortitude by making you go through cold water or mud, and um, all the courses are different, and so the variety also is very interesting because no course is the same, and honestly, like most triathlon courses are kind of similar. And so it's been really fun. You go to a course and it's so different than the course you did two weeks ago. And so I don't know if that explained it well, but I was trying. It's true. It's like they're generally on trails. So, or up in mountain mountainous terrain. So everything's going to be different every time. And you might get one race that's up a giant mountain and you might get another race that's flat, but then they make up for it by throwing a bunch of you know, heavy carries back to back or grip strength obstacles back to back. So they find different ways, the course designers to challenge you and exhaust you, but it's going to be different every single time. And then the lengths are different. There's three different lengths. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So their sprint course is typically between three and five miles. And then their super is going to be between eight and 10. And then their beast is somewhere around a half marathon. So 13, I've done a, a beast that was a little shy of it, and I've done a beast that was quite a bit longer than that. And then their ultra beast, which is more like a full trail marathon. So you're fairly new to obstacle racing, having just started Spartan Race, you know, a little over a year ago. And yet you've been very successful in a very short amount of time. What qualities or skills do you think you have that have proven to be beneficial to you as you've transitioned into this new sport? I would have to say probably my mental skills. So, and that was what, what my, my talent was as a triathlete. I was never the fastest swimmer or the fastest biker or the fastest runner, but mentally I knew how to get the job done. I knew how to visualize. I knew how to think positive affirmations. I actually wrote a book with a neuroscientist called Triathlete EQ, which is a book on the mental side of training, which can apply to any sport, you know, football, ice skating, Spartan. And so I definitely think in the beginning, instead of like being discouraged when I missed an obstacle, I'm like, all right, how fast can I bam out 30 burpees, which is a penalty if you miss an obstacle. Um, And so I definitely think that mental side I also know myself when I commit to something, I commit 110%. And so from the day I made the TV show and I was like, I'm going to look good on this TV show, <laughs> I started training and training the grip strength because I wanted to do a good job and wanted to do good with our team. And that's the same thing with Spartan. Like we have built practically every obstacle in our yard and I'm out there you know, throwing spears this morning, how many could I make and doing the obstacles and just it's practice, practice, practice. And I think being a gymnast, we practiced in the morning and we practiced in the evening and I grew up practicing twice a day. And then, um, when I was a triathlete and I had to train for three different sports. So I definitely think that transitioned well. I was used to training lots of hours. And so putting time into trail running and grip strength and conditioning was fine. I liked having all that to look forward to and train. I find your answer very interesting because I think it can really resonate with people listening because 
when you talked about the skills that transitioned, you didn't mention anything about like natural athletic ability. What you were talking about was your mental game, your drive and your commitment. And that's something that anybody can tap into regardless of athletic background. So I think that's that's an interesting takeaway from what you just said for people who might want to do something like this is, you know, really practicing focus and commitment and drive. Those are things we can all work on regardless of athletic background. So I think that's really cool that that's what you tap into. Yeah, thanks. So last October, you were the master's winner at the Spartan Race World Championship. This race was about 15 miles with obstacles at the Squaw Valley Ski Resort in Lake Tahoe. And full disclosure, I ran that race too. It took me nearly eight hours and nearly broke me as a human being. (laughs) So we can both say that we ran this race for the first time, and we both likely had very different experiences, especially since you ended up topping the master's podium. I would love to know what this particular race was like for you as a first-time Spartan World Championship racer competing at the elite level. Um, Well, going into it, I definitely had my sights set on wanting to win that title. Um, but there was another girl, her name's Jenny Tobin, and she had just beat me at the Utah Spartan race. She's also a master's competitor and she is tough. And she was way ahead of me the first probably five miles. You know, there's all these switchbacks up the hill and I'd be at the bottom and I'd see her at the top and, you know, but that's where the mental came in. I was like, keep fighting, keep fighting. It's not over. It's early in the race. And, you know, it's just that self-talk that you learn how to self-talk. Some people self-talk negative to themselves. And it's something as a coach, I'm always telling my athletes, like, pay attention. How are you talking to yourself? Like, you can be a great positive coach or you can be a negative critic. And I think even for women, no matter what sport they're in, how old they are, they look at themselves a lot of times from more of a negative critic, from their hair to their body to to everything instead of like being their own positive coach and to just being my own positive coach throughout the day was how I kept moving up and ended up passing her mile nine tennis and was really excited because there was a swim that everyone was complaining about because it was like 50 degrees it was really cold but I knew that that was a strength because only a few Spartan races have a swim And I was like, okay, I'm going to attack this obstacle. And, you know, how many people can I pass? And I ended up being top 15 in the world besides being the Masters World Champion, which was really good. There's a lot of really amazing athletes, young, strong um, OCR competitors that are doing this sport for a living. And so it was definitely the highlight of my Spartan career so far. Yeah, I imagine. And and I just... Like you, you're talking, you're like at mile nine, 10, and I could still visualize what was there at that location of the race. Like I, I can remember every ounce of that race. <laughs> um, and so it's, it's really interesting to hear your version of it while also kind of visualizing my version of it. And by the way, I do plan on going back next year. I'm, I need revenge on that mountain. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to do it again. And, and I might be racing alone this time. I raced with a friend last year, but I might be racing alone uh, this time. So I have to remember what you say about positive self-talk as, as things get tough out there. Cause that's definitely one of the toughest courses I've ever been on in, in the time I've been doing Spartan racing. Well, I will send you one of my books and you can apply it 
it, it, it's track on stories, but you can apply it to Spartan and, and you'll love it. So it'll help you mentally a lot. Thank you so much. I love that. And I, I'm going to read it and I'm going to soak it all in because I have a lot of races coming up and I definitely want to keep that positive mindset going throughout. So you made such a splash in the Spartan race world last year that you earned yourself a spot on the Spartan race pro team this year. Uh, can you tell me how that came about and what it's been like to be a part of this prestigious team this season? Yeah. And so there are 10 women and there's 10 men and the youngest is 18 and the oldest is myself, which is 47. They had a few masters male competitors last year. They had two this year, they have three, um, but they didn't have any women. And so that was definitely basically why I stood out just because not only my placing overall in the masters, but a lot of times, you know, high up among the females as well. And so it's been a blast just to be part of the team. All the athletes, they're super competitive, but they're really nice people. And uh, it's fun to see them at the race and be racing together or racing against each other and encouraging each other. And um, when you, when I get to the line and I realize my team has gone one, two, three, and I'm the first master, it's really fun. And really the season's just started. So I'm looking forward to, to more races. We are all, um, do all of the NBC races. So the whole team I'm with myself will be at all the NBC televised Spartan races. And just to clarify, so there's the NBC races and then there's the TV, TV show, which is also NBC with this TV show, Spartan ultimate team challenge, the NBC races basically they the show usually in two parts one part is the elites competing so you'll follow some of the elites as they compete in the race and then there's usually another part that that they choose someone from the open division which is where anybody can participate and they'll do a spotlight on you know quote unquote regular folks so it's nice because you get to see you know, the high level top of the line athletes. And then you get to see, you know, people like yourself, people like me uh, that are trying it for the first time, maybe facing real life challenges. And so you kind of get, get that mirror of, Oh, I could do this. And then you get to see the people that, that we all look up to. So those shows are usually, they air kind of every few months, right? Yeah. And there's a whole schedule on their website. And then there's Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge, which is a competition show on NBC. And you were invited to compete in the second season of that show. This season, you're playing a bit of a different role because last season you were a member of a team. You hadn't ever done a Spartan race before. This season, you're participating as an elite coach and team captain. Can you talk about what that means in the context of the show? Yeah. And so each team is made up of uh, two men and two women. There were some exceptions to that rule. And then each team had a team captain, which was male or female. And they cast, you know, Spartan athletes like myself. I'm also an SGX uh, certified Spartan coach. Um, but then they had other athletes that were, you know, coaches of different sports, um, that kind of thing. And so this year when I applied, they probably definitely loved the story that my first experience with Spartan was on their show. And then I went on to win, you know, 14 masters titles in my first year. And um, now I coach Spartan and just how it's changed the last year of my life. And so being a coach for um, a team was, was definitely a fun experience. I imagine. So I know you probably can't tell us much, which is okay. But is there anything you can talk about regarding what we can expect to see from you, your team or the show in general this season? So uh, we are not allowed to say too much. But what I can say is they stepped it up big time from season one to season two. 
And we filmed at night, so the show will be um, all lit up. The, the set was amazing. And so anybody that, that's thinking of doing it, even if you, I mean, I watch Ninja Warrior. I'm probably never going to do the TV show, but it's fun to watch. And so it's definitely a fun TV show. If somebody likes Survivor, they may like Ultimate Team Challenge. So it's, it's definitely um, a show that people would sit in their living room and watch and you know, see one team move on and move on and who's going to win. And what's really cool as a Spartan athlete, as I've gotten more and more involved in Spartan racing myself, is that I've met people in my time racing. And now, you know, last year, I didn't know anyone on the show. This year, I actually know a handful of people that made it onto the show. So it's really cool. The more time you spend doing Spartan races and being around the athletes, the more you might see some faces on the show that you recognize. So I'm personally really excited to see the show because of the people I've met. Awesome. Yeah. And it it airs in June. Uh, I think you were going to mention that. Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge is set to debut on June 12th. You don't know when your episode airs yet, right? Correct. We do not. So what y'all should do, seasoned athlete listeners, is just start watching on the 12th and continue watching because you're going to see some amazing athletes, including the awesome Heather Golnick. So let's take a moment to talk about some of the highs and lows of your entire race career. Can you take us back to your worst, hardest, or most difficult race? Uh, yeah, I was doing the Hawaiian Ironman, which is basically the Super Bowl of Ironmans. And I had a knee injury and I knew that it may not hold up. And it was one of those decisions that my doctor said, if it starts really hurting and you run a marathon on this, you could really hurt yourself. And I was only at like mile four and it started hurting and it started hurting more and more. And then when you're like at mile six and it's stabbing and you're thinking, there's no way I can run 20 more miles. So I decided to walk and it was a lot of highs and lows because it was the worst race I had done. It was super slow, but it was also the first time that I finished in the dark and I met so many people that were struggling and I felt fine. I just had to walk and um, it was a completely different experience than, you know, finishing in nine, 10 hours, finishing in 15 hours. And um, I learned a lot from it, um, but it was definitely hard to swallow when, your whole season was pretty much wrapped around, you know, racing well at this event. And then you had to basically walk the entire thing. What would you consider to be the most important thing you learned from that race? I actually think because I coach a lot of athletes and I coach a lot of Ironman athletes, I think I learned more about how to help them and how to to them if they had to walk the marathon or if they were doing the rock walk run method because not everybody does it to you know try to win people are doing it to finish which you have 17 hours to finish it and so I think it just helped me understand other athletes and other athletes goals of why they do it um, a little bit better so it helped make you a better coach yeah for sure yeah so on the other side why don't you tell me about your favorite race of all time? So I would have to go back to that uh, little story I told about Ironman Wisconsin. And, and Wisconsin is still my favorite race just because I've had such a good experiences there. And so that's when people ask me what my favorite Ironman was. That's definitely, definitely it. It sounds like it has a, just a really deep emotional connection for it you. It does. And I just, I can't ever talk about that race without 
vividly seeing my daughter sitting there in her wheelchair. I can remember exactly what she was wearing and how her hair looked. And, you know, I can remember that whole day so crystal clear, even though it was so long ago. And so when, when people ask me about Iron Man, that's definitely what I first think about. Yeah, there's those moments in life that, you know, you can forget so many other things, but like those certain moments in life that just stick forever. It sounds like that's one of them. Yeah. So what types of unique challenges or maybe even benefits do you find that you encounter as an older athlete training and competing at such a high level? <laughs> uh, well, my mind is still so young and I act like I'm 20 and my kids think I'm crazy. So I think I can still do everything I used to do. And recovery just takes longer. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this workout. You know, I, I just raced Saturday and Sunday. And then on Tuesday, I'm going to do this. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm not really recovered yet. <laughs> so so there's a disconnect between your mind and your body yeah. at this point. You do take longer. And science, I understand science. And I understand that I take longer to recovery when I'm older. But I just, I don't like it. And I don't want to. But I do, I have learned um, as a triathlete, I had several injuries because I pushed through pain or pushed through fatigue. I had adrenal fatigue. And as an older athlete, I'm also much smarter. And so when I'm like, yeah, I feel this a little bit today. Okay. I'm just going to take, you know, today and, you know, if my knee's hurting a little bit, then I'm just going to do some upper body and some core. And so I think I've definitely gotten much smarter as an athlete. Yeah. That's what I hear. It's the, it's that benefit of experience and the benefit of time that helps you realize, you know, when you should pull back. Yes. So what advice would you give to someone who may be around your age and has entertained the idea of possibly trying a triathlon or maybe trying a Spartan race, but may find it intimidating or out of her league? You know, you got to first start with just believing that you can do it. And then from there, what do I need to learn? So I coach tons of triathletes. And so I get them in the water. Okay, this person grew up swimming. They swim great. Okay, they've never run. Okay, where do we start? Or you get somebody in the water and you're like, okay, they need some work. So we videotape them swimming and teach them how to swim. And so every athlete's different where they're going to start. You know, maybe somebody's a runner, but they don't have any idea how to do obstacles. Okay. So can you do a push-up on your finger? No. Okay, well, we need to get your fingers stronger so you can hang on to the obstacles and work on your grip strength. And so I have all athletes fill out extensive questionnaires, whether it's about their athletic background and their health and any injuries, but also what their goals are and why they have those goals. And then once you know that information, you can help somebody. So if they're if their goal is to do this because they want to lose weight, then you start there. And somebody may want to do this because they want to raise money for cancer because they're doing it for their sister. And so finding out someone's why is really important as a coach. And then finding out where they're at as an athlete and being able to take them from where they're at to the next point. And so I work with people online. I work with people all over um, the world, actually, whether it's for triathlon or it's for Spartan racing now. And it's really fun because every person's different and they have different strengths and weaknesses, which makes my job fun and interesting. Yeah, I imagine it never gets boring because everybody's got comes from different places with different motivations. Yeah, for sure. So staying on the topic of advice, you're married to your high school sweetheart. You have three children. How old are your kids now? I have two 20-year-olds and a 17-year-old. 
My goodness. Yep. <laughs> I imagine life as an elite athlete, coach, wife, and mother of three can be busy to say the least. What advice would you give to fellow busy parents to help them stay active, if not competitive, if that's what they want? So I definitely think time management is huge. Um, like when my kids were younger and I knew that I had a busy training week and they had band concerts and this and that activity, you know, it was like Sunday afternoon, I would cook, you know, stuff for the next five days, you know, we'd make chicken and we'd have it for three different meals and we'd, you know, just get organized. So organization's a huge part of it. If you're married, communication is a big part of it, like sharing your schedules and who's doing what and who's taking what kid where, when, and uh, just trying to stay organized so there's no rushing around in the morning or there's no forgetting lunches because that's what always causes the turmoil is all of a sudden you have those bumps in the day that you didn't expect. Not to say that those would not happen anyway. Like a kid gets sick and you're like, okay, I was the one that was had the flexible schedule. So, okay, I was supposed to do a three-hour bike ride today. Okay, I'm going to skip it. And learning that that's okay and, and knowing that there's a bigger purpose and a bigger picture and not to stress about, you know, a missed workout because your kid's sick. I think when people start getting competitive, sometimes that gets to be hard because you know, I am the prize, I am the prize and not realizing like it, it's really okay if you skip today. <laughs> and actually that translates even when people aren't competitive because you often hear about people who, you know, are trying to keep a workout schedule and then they miss one and then the next thing they know they miss two and three and then they're, they're done. And so knowing that one missed workout is not the end of your fitness is not the end of you competing. It's a missed workout. And that is all that that is. Um, and really being able to wrap your brain around that and being okay with that, I think is huge when it, especially when you have a busy life, when you have, you know, career and family and all of that. So can you talk a little bit about what types of coaching you provide and what people can expect when they come to work with you? I know you touched on that, but can you elaborate a little bit more? Yeah. So I own uh, Iron Edge Coaching, which is basically personal training, weight loss, mental training. Um, I also have a triathlon team here in town. I do online coaching. So um, if somebody is like, hey, I need workouts and I'll, we talk on the phone, figure out what they need. I'll send them the workouts, whether they're training for a Spartan race or they're trail running and um, help them take the time that they have available and make the most out of it. So someone might have six hours a week to train, someone might have 12. And how do we take that time and meet your goals of what you're training for? So for me, it's great because I have first time people doing, you know, they've never done a triathlon or they've never run a half marathon to people that are trying to set a personal best. And so it's, it's great because I have such a variety of, of clients that it, it keeps it enjoyable for me. That's cool. I, I, I love that. you And especially now that you're in Spartan racing, I imagine it, it kind of broadens things even more for you. Yeah, it, it's fun. I actually had um, yesterday, a matter of fact, I had one of my triathletes, Robin, who is a, a triathlon star. I had her doing the obstacle course in our yard and she had so much fun. She wants to do a Spartan race. You got another one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I so want to visit the obstacle race in your yard, like beyond being jealous that you're even able to do that. I just want to go there and play. Well, and th- this is still a secret. But we haven't put the dates out yet, but Robert Killian, who also lives in Colorado, um, we've been talking about holding a weekend Spartan training camp where we would work on running techniques. We'd show you how to do the obstacles. We'd let you go through the course fast. 
We'd take you on a trail run, teach you about nutrition. I'd do a mental side clinic. And um, we're just working on dates right now to hold this uh, like weekend camp for adults. That is so cool. My mouth was like agape when you were talking about that, because this is the type of stuff that gets me all excited. So um, I really hope that's something I can go to because I'm super excited by all of that. So, yeah, it might be a secret, but you just kind of <laughs> leaked it out a little bit on this show. So really good at keeping secrets there. By the time you have the podcast out, we'll have the dates and stuff out. So All right. Pressure's on. OK, so do you have one parting piece of wisdom that you've learned in your competitive journey that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I would just say whatever you do, find something you love and then put your heart into it, whether it's running or it's CrossFit or it's swimming or it's, you know, soccer, whatever it is, like find an activity that, that gets your body moving and your heart pumping and then put everything into it. And I think it just makes you a happier person. I know athletics has really helped me be, be me and without that outlet of athletics thankfully my mom put me in so many sports because I was a little hyper child because I've I've really had a full life because of all the athletics yeah and this advice applies to anything that you can be passionate about it may not be something athletic I definitely I know the joy that comes from from athletics and I'm a late in life athlete I didn't grow up playing sports, but I got into sports a little later, first through roller derby and now through Spartan racing. And I totally agree with you about finding that thing that gets you fired up and that thing you love and putting your whole heart into it, uh, because it really does bring so much joy. But again, it can apply to anything in the world that that brings you that joy and that you can have as kind of your thing. Well, definitely. And well said for, for you to bring that up because like my daughter has cerebral palsy. She doesn't do sports, but she loves to read and now she loves to write and she's using her passion to, to help other people through that. And so, yeah, whatever that passion is. Yeah. And the great thing about passion is it is meant to be shared as well. So you find yourself just as, you know, Suzanne did for you and now you're doing for others, like bringing people into these races and showing the thing you're passionate about. And if they like it, that's awesome. They can be passionate about it too. If they don't, then they tried. But that's something I find myself doing as well through all of the things that I'm passionate about. It's like, I love to share it. And I think, I think that's such a rewarding thing to do. Yes, definitely. So finally, if someone wants to train with you or learn more about what you do as a coach, how can they find you? So my website is really easy. www.heathergolnick.com. And you can go there or my email is golnick3, so G-O-L-L-N-I-C-K, the number three at AOL.com. And um, even if somebody has questions about training, you know, shoot me an email. Um, I love helping people in any way I can. And I can attest to that. Heather is awesome. I, I've met Heather in person at a race and A, you're super sweet, super nice. And B, I totally get where you talk about your energy and having that energy that you've had your whole life, because I could see it out there at the race when we met. So, and I love it. I think it's so great. So Heather, thank you so much for being on the seasoned athlete. I've been wanting to talk to you for quite a while. So I'm so glad and really grateful that we got to make this happen finally. Well, thank you so much for having me and thank you for being patient while we scheduled it. Well, you've got a lot going on the Spartan pro team and Spartan ultimate team challenge and just all the races that you're doing. 
thing. Like it, it's a good reason to have to wait because you're doing so many amazing things. So I'm totally fine waiting and it's totally been worth it. So best of luck for the rest of the season. And I hope to see you at some more races this year and maybe just maybe someday stand next to you on a Spartan race podium. I can't wait. Thanks for tuning in to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. The music you heard in this episode is from bensound.com. So did Heather's stories get you super fired up about going out and trying a Spartan race or an obstacle race for yourself? If so, I encourage you to come on over to seasonedathlete.me and check out my free resource for beginning obstacle racers. It's called The Beginner's Guide to Obstacle Racing, and it's chock full of advice and tips, everything from how to find the right race, what to wear, what to eat, how to train. Everything's in there, 23 pages of goodness. And it's all available for free on seasonedathlete.me. That's seasonedathlete.me. And while you're there, you can get information, details, and show notes about all of our Seasoned Athlete episodes. And hey, check us out on social, Seasoned Athlete Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. And do you know any super awesome seasoned athletes who would make perfect guests for this show? Send us an email to seasonedathlete at gmail.com and tell us all about them. Now go forth and embrace your extraordinary seasoned athletes because you know what? You so can.